listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. The music just dropped out. No more music. No more music. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to After Buzz's weekly recap of your favorite show, Revolution. I am your host, Francesca. There it is. And this is Beardy McGee over there. Beardy McGee. Ryan Hook's coming in, dropping the beats. Thanks for coming in. Episode 16. Episode 16, Exposition Boulevard. There was a, some exposition, but there was some shooting, too. Yeah, it was nice to be back in uh, the old, or I guess it's the future, even though it's all medieval-y. It's nice to be back with all the fighting, and I kind of like it with The revolution technology. that we love so much, gunfire. I, I was wishing there were some more sword fights this week. Yeah. We've been lacking that, but no it's sword cool. That, just that one bow and arrow. He or... shot the guy in the neck. Right in the neck. Yeah. It's cool. Actually, somebody tweeted me during the show when we were watching it, and it was, because last week, the whole time, I was like, oh, I hope a main character gets killed this week. There's a gunfight coming. I can feel it. And the message was like, were you mad that no one got killed of the main characters? Yes. Yes, I was mad that no main characters got killed this Another week. Another reason why technology is bad, and you don't use it while you're watching your shows. Yeah, people are tweeting. I mean, I'm all like, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That happened last week, too, when I was watching Survivor. Got spoiler alert on Twitter. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh well. Let's get into this episode though. Let's do it. I'm Let's ready. do it. Let's I just briefly want to talk about Aaron and Priscilla because that was so different from everything else that was going on in the It was like it wasn't this, even relevant. No, it was, it was kind like of weird. Happened. It was really weird. It was them in the middle of the woods, kind of cuddling up with each other. Well, first it started with an apple, and you were like, that's symbolic. Or- yeah, there was like total symbolic feel to me where he's like reaching for the apple, the giver of life kind of thing. Got it. And I felt like something was going to happen with them when that scene happened. And it, I think, too, it was nice because it gave us uh, some distance. Because it said they were 200 miles away from Willoughby. Yes. And she said, how long is it going to take until we get there? And he said, about a week. Yeah. Four days to a week. So they don't have the fast walking shoes like so, everyone else. So we has. know, though, in either next week or the following week, they're going to all reunite. That's yes. what I'm saying is going to happen. Then Probably next week. You think? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Huh? I, yeah, we'll find out. Soon enough. So we see them, and Priscilla's just really happy, and she's just overexcited to be alive. And you actually see Aaron smile, finally. Like, Aaron never smiles. No, he's always thinking and introverted and grumpy. But I think he realized, you know, I'm back with the person that I loved. She's really happy to be here with me. We're alive. Typical man. Yeah, except... Just forgetting about his previous love interests. Oh, true. Typical man. Typical man. But Priscilla kind of took a little charge and was like... I'm kind of cold. Let me get in your... I'm cold. Keep me warm. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. We don't have to if you don't want to, but if you want to, it's okay with it. No pressure. No pressure. And we were sitting there watching the show, and I was like, yeah, like any man's going to say no to that. Typical. Typical man. (laughs) All right, Aaron, big ups to that. 
Beardy McGee, everybody. Beardy McGee, ladies and gentlemen, coming in big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that was a little bit of their plot, really. Mostly just them kind of reuniting. Priscilla's finally happy. They're traveling back to Willoughby to meet up with everyone else until the end. That was weird. So she just gets up after she's done doing her deed. No sandwiches are being made. She's going to a tree. And then, what did you think was going to happen when she got up? I thought she was in a trance. Like, she looked like she was, like, sleepwalking or, like, was in some kind of daze. And I feel like she doesn't know what she was doing. Like, the fact that she called upon the nanites like that, and she never has in any episode used the nanites or called them in any way, that, like, it was almost like she didn't know what she was doing. So do you think that she's had, a, like, a different, deeper connection with the nanites that we don't know about and we're about to find out? Or do you think it was just kind of... I don't know. Maybe I, I, I can't even. She think. was in a state of euphoria after the sex. <laughs> it was that Aaron, good. <laughs> Aaron rocked her world, and then all these nanites showed up to save everything. She's by grandmother Willow, just like we. I know, and it was weird because she was walking. I was like, "Dude, what's up with that tree in the distance? That's really cool yeah, and weird looking." And then all of a sudden, this tree gets like engulfed in these nanites. So I'm not sure what it means yet, but I feel like something's going to happen with her. I know. I'm really excited to see what, yeah, like you said, what does this mean for Priscilla? Does she going to take a bigger bigger role with these nanites? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Well, and because, too, you know, we've seen with Aaron, he had his power with the nanites, but then he kind of gave it up, basically telling them to leave, and now he hasn't been able to call upon them since then. Peter has always embraced it, and Peter has that power, and, Peter. you know, he embraces that, and he's controlling it. So if Priscilla, I think, finds a way to embrace and control that, she as well could have the same technology at her fingertips that Aaron at one time had, and it could be very important, I think, in later episodes, especially if yeah. they meet up with people in Willoughby, and they're going against all the Patriots and this big battle that could be ensuing here in the next couple episodes. Definitely. So. Yeah. That's what I think. What do you think? I don't know. You don't know. I'm excited to find out, but you guys can tell us what you think. Make sure to find us on iTunes, um, search Revolution, subscribe, rate us, yeah. leave us comments, as well as YouTube. You know, we've got like 70 plus shows here at uh, AfterBuzz TV. All of them are available on iTunes. We do them all for free. We're in 100 countries. Did you know that? No. We have 25 million subscribers We're to check cool. us out. So go in there and check us out for sure. Tell your friends. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us comments. We love talking to you guys. Yeah. You know what else we like talking about? Tell me. Dude, I like talking about my boss, Marie Menounos. She's pretty awesome. She's pretty awesome. She's got a brand new TV show coming out. I heard about called that. Called Chasing Marie Menounos on Oxygen. And I think our good friend Steven wants to tell us a little bit about that. Or Marissa. Or somebody. Anybody? These days on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me but i'm really the only one i have got to figure things out chasing maria menounos is so new every tuesday at 10 9 central starting march 18 only on oxygen what do you think i'm pretty excited i'm honestly. excited so maria's from boston did you know that yes 
So I love when Maria gets all Boston, like just straight, <laughs> like mad at the world, and is like, ah. So I hope that we see her when she gets like. Because, you know, she's very professional and very poised, but occasionally she slips over into this Boston side. And, like, I love when that happens. So I hope we see that on the show. Yeah. That's what I want to see. So check it out. Uh, Oxygen, Chasing Maria Menudos, starting next week, uh, Tuesdays. Also, while we're on off the subject of Things Revolution, Megan couldn't be with us this week. Uh, her father's having surgery, so our thoughts are with them. Uh, she'll be back next week on the panel to help us wrap up the revolution after show. Yes. So let's get on with this. Perfect. So we start off this episode back where we left off before we went back into the f- yeah. future, whatever direction it goes. Before we entered the dream stasis. Dream stasis. We were stasis. in our quote-unquote Mexican slash normal standoff. Normal standoff. And they're just yelling back. It's what? Miles? Uh, Rachel? Tom and Jason, and they're yep. all pointing guns to each other, and yeah, because and remember two weeks ago at the end of the episode, uh, they were supposed to attack the wagon, but then at the last minute, Miles says, "No, there's a bunch of men in there. You're selling me out," and they don't attack the wagon. So basically, they know that something's up with everybody, right? So they're they're at their showdown, and they're like, basically, we shoot, you shoot, we're all just gonna die. But yeah, then Julia's not helped at all. No, she's gonna die. We're all just going to die. And yeah. then, out of nowhere, Doyle comes in, starts, him and his men just start shooting every, everywhere, and Miles and Rachel run off. And Tom and Jason are pretty pissed off. Right, because they had them. I mean, at least if they were at gunpoint together, nobody was going anywhere. So at least at that point, they were a lot closer to capturing them than they were until Doyle's men showed up and just ruined everything. So, Right. And so when they get back to their base... Tom's talking to Doyle and saying, I think you should give me more men. I need to take, we need to take charge of this. And Doyle gets pretty pissed off and is like, no, I'm in control. I think we've got a a measuring contest here going on for the entire episode. And I think we're going to see that for a couple more episodes because, you know, obviously there's the distrust between Doyle and uh, between Neville because he says, after I found out what you and Julia did to me, all I wanted to do was to kill you. Right. But it's, I'm going to make it worse for you. And he also, he's. I feel like he feels the same way about Ed. Like, he's coming in, and he's just like, hey, listen, do what I say. I'm the boss. And get some backstory on Ed this week, which is cool, because we find out a little bit about why he's in the position. But it's also setting up for some more stuff. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I hope, they take, I hope they take out Doyle. Yeah, me too. I, like, didn't like Ed before, but then you kind of feel sorry for him in this episode just a little bit. I agree. Because they're like... uh Tom's like, you're letting him kick you out of your own office. And then he leaves. Right. And then we do, we get to see that backstory. So we get that flashback. He's in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Um, he's, you know, passing out food for the prisoners. And he's talking to the other guy. And he's just like, I, why are we doing this? We don't even know if, what's going on. Because the blackout had already happened, Six right? Yeah. Six months. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if the United States is still a country. You know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, well, are you, you Treason? What? Yeah. Treason, right? Uh, he didn't say treason. What did he say? I don't remember. I forgot. Damn it. Ah, we forget what, <laughs> what the term is. What is the word? Is. But he went against his orders. He's disobeying orders. Regardless. Yes. So and it, it, I agree. He's right. I would feel the same way. If I had been in this prison for six months with no power and their flashlights were dead, I'd keep the food for myself too. Right? Let's ration it just for me. I mean, yeah, why do we need to feed these people? Let's, you know, let them loose. Let them go swim home. Sw- I'm just saying, send them back to somewhere. Somewhere. Not there. Where, yeah, never mind. But anyway, so then we see that all of a sudden in the midst of their little argument about food and ration and all that, 
these ships come sailing in. And who are they? Yeah, when they come back to the flashback, they go and we see all of – pretty much 90% of the United States government shows up on the shore. Uh, But we do learn that the guy that is currently the president wasn't the president before. Right. He was – the president was killed. Well, the president and some of the other senior officer members were lost on Air Force One. Oh, that's right. And then the vice president was still alive, but they decided they were going to take him out. And so that puts – I think he's what chief of staff probably then. Probably. Uh, so that would put him next in command to take over – or secretary of state, one of the two. Um, D- so uh, political science wasn't really my thing. They didn't specify. <laughs> he's, he's either chief of staff or secretary of state. Regardless, it puts him in position to take over the presidency and he's basically talking about – and this is really funny. Um, I liked when he was talking about the back of the dollar and he made the comment – um, about what the the dollar says, and in the the Latin inscription, it's a new age or new order for the age. Yeah, which is really funny to me because, like, ten weeks ago, maybe more, when there was all the different scenes with Horn, I actually talked with Larice about the meanings of some of the symbols on the dollar, and also that they were using because Doctor Horns had the triangle symbol with the eye, right. and some of those older episodes. So it's funny that this is coming back now after at least five weeks, if not eight weeks, that this was on where they talked about this or hinted at this. So it's kind of exciting to see them still with that mindset that they're basically starting this new age, if you will, from the ground up. Did Kind of off that. But did you see how they had like a, a Bush look-alike when the people yeah, were walking the in? the very first guy would look like George Bush. He looked exactly like George Bush. It might have been George Bush. He's got not a lot going on right now, right? I don't know. You need to political science. I should probably listen to the news more. Anyways, um, so yeah, you see, that's when we that's when we get introduced to Doyle. Introduced to Doyle. Yeah, Victor Doyle. And he says, "I am, I am in charge of um, reeducation. In, in, reeducation and interrogation. Work to the DOD. DOD. Yes. Department of Defense. Yes. So that's when I guess that's when Ed kind of met Doyle." Yeah, and Ed was just a lowly uh, private at the time. Um, and we find, yeah, we learn all kinds of stuff here in these little backstories about these characters. So he's been re-educating people for 14 years. So he's perfected the skill, I would say. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. And we see it quite a bit in we this episode. We see it in this episode <laughs> a couple times. So th- that number thing was new, though. Yeah. Where they had the numbers on the eyes. Well, let's... let's, let's Save that for later. Save that for a second. Let's, okay, let's go to... Um, you know, my was it Miles and Rachel were looking out over the the camp, right? No, it was uh, Miles and Monroe. Miles and Monroe, and then we know someone is spying on them. Who did you think it was at first? I thought it was going to be Tom and um. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Jason. So, like, just the way it was a girl stuff. I didn't think it was going to be Tom. I thought it was going to be Jason, though, like out and about doing things. Because you know, a lot of times he sees keeping eyes on his girl. Maybe keeping. Well, he doesn't know she's there yet. Oh, you're right. That's later they find out. Mm-hmm. But they, I just felt like it was going to be Jason peeking up. Because, yeah, after they get back, when they meet up, because they, you know, Monroe and uh, Rachel and Miles and Charlie and all the soldiers meet up in the woods after they've kind of sp- split their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And then they are back at their camp. Well, he's like, can I sit on my butt for two minutes? I've been walking for four he's days. Like, no. Again, that's the second time. And it's funny because we've been talking about this. All the time. Like all how fast they get places. Twice in this episode, they've covered distance and time and how long it actually takes. Maybe they're listening to our they podcast. They are listening to us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Revolution After Buzz TV After Show is the best revolution show. Yes. They listen to this while they're writing. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. I'm not going to say no to that. Stranger things have happened in the world of Hollywood. Stranger things have happened. That's right. 
But anyway, so they were watching the education camp. Did you think it was Jason as well? Uh, well, I kind of thought it was them at first, but then I was like, I feel like it's going to be another element. But I was not suspecting it to be kids, kids from the camp. And especially how young they were. Yeah. What did they say? What, you look like you're seven? What are you seven, yeah. And it was a girl as well as a guy. Yeah, Kim and Dylan. Kim and Dylan. Did you think, though, when they were walking back, did you know they were following them? When when he's like, oh, I gotta use the head. Oh, yeah, that was total. I was like... They're gonna. He's, he's pretending, gonna and he's gonna catch him. I actually thought that he was gonna go over there, and they were gonna go by him, and then uh, Miles is gonna catch him. Oh no, Monroe's pretty smart, and like you said, you guys are rookies. You you don't know how to spy. We heard you coming miles. Yeah, away. we heard you coming miles away, and the kids just don't talk. And so I was the whole time. I was wondering if if the kids were gonna try to kill them, which we see they really didn't. So they take them back to where well, everyone is. I think she is. would have. I mean, not to get too far ahead. I think she would have. I think Kim would have. Well, no. The numbers. Mah, Mah. Set her off. But so they take them back, and I, I thought it was funny since we saw in this episode that Priscilla and Aaron, bow chicka bow wow, um, <laughs> her a uh, Jean, Rachel's own dad is like, you know, Connor and and, and your daughter are sleeping together. <laughs> I know something about raising a wild child. Clearly. Clearly he knows. Clearly he knows. So they bring the kids there, and then they get into this huge debate about the kids. And we're, I'm trying to find where... What did Rachel's... Ra- I mean, it's touchy for Rachel because... Right, because she made the comment about she doesn't want to sacrifice children, and this is something she's against because her own child was a casualty of war. And a casualty from Monroe specifically. Right. And Monroe is the one sitting here saying... You know what? We can't take risks with these kids. They've been in the camp. They know where we're at. They know where we're at. We don't know what they're capable of. They don't know, you know, escape and go tell. And she's like, I'm not going to lose more kids to Monroe. I feel like it seems like it'd be really easy to find their camp. I know, right? These, like, how close are they Look that they're walking? Look at this random building in the middle of trees. We're out in the middle of nowhere. so <laughs> And they're out there. There's, like, eight of them. It's not like there's, like, one or two hiding low. They're out in the wide open. And all these soldiers can't find them. I know. And you see that uh, Tom is spying on them again in the camp. Yeah. Or, or not in the camp, but, you know, in their, their spot. So I am surprised that no one else has found them None yet. Doyle's men are, he said they're all idiots anyway. Well. Proves the point. Proves the point. Or kids that don't know how to track people. No, not yet. The not rookies. Yet. The rookies. Yeah, that's why they got caught. That is why they got caught. It's all good, though. So, yeah, what happens next? I know you have something you wanted to go into. I can feel it. Well, yeah. So, Did you find your notes in the Great Debate? <laughs> My notes are kind of scribbly today. <laughs> I was so excited when I was writing everything down. Um, so, they, Gene and Dr. Porter and his daughter, Rachel, are very intent on taking the kids back, back to their home. And I thought, well, at first I didn't, th- well, no, Porter's, Dr. Porter's like, I recognize these kids. I birthed them. I, I've seen them for a while. I've seen them for quite some time, at least seven years, right? So he kind of had, you know, emotional attachment to them as well. And so I wasn't sure where they were. I didn't think about that. He, the fact that he would go find their parents, their parents. instead of taking them back to the camp. Right. Right. Which was kind of a good move on his part because that way he's not giving up their position and we do find out too, which is really cool. They all volunteered. They gave some big speech in Texas, and all these people are all gung ho about joining up. And then they're in the reeducation camps on their own free will. That's just yeah. That's that's crazy. It's stupid mind warps. 
Let's do the mind warp again. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't need to whisper. It's okay. They can hear you still. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. That's the only time she really talked was, like, to say, well, we wanted to do this. We signed up for the camp because we want to do this. Yeah. So, uh, they took him back to her father's house. And, and there was a cool little moment there, I think, where he's like, you know me. And his name is Grant. Grant. And you know me. And I'm bringing her home to you. You can trust us. We've known each other for a long time. Think about what they're doing. And. This is the other time that Kim talks, and she says they were been, 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 have been blindfolding them, and they wake up in the morning and they don't remember. They don't. What do you think? What do you think's going on where they don't remember? They're giving them that chemical. And at the same point, I was thinking about this. I was like, is this the same moment like when Jason had when he first got out of the reeducation camp, where he was sort of like in that chemical daze because they had been injecting with these chemicals, right? And it just seems like it's different though because. You know, Jason obviously was chemically induced and he was in that mode all the time. These people have the serial number thing and they snap into this mode based on some programming. Well, so she's talking about, I don't know what goes on. I don't know how I got this bruise. And then her dad looks and sees the numbers. What did you first, I mean, yeah, like any camp, they are like bad camps, really. Right. They I thought tattoo. it was a serial number. Yeah, they tattoo them or serial number. That's just crazy, though. Imagine like the inside of your... I don't think it hurt that bad. Are you kidding me? I mean, they were passed out. So what do they know? Oh, you're right. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was thinking with the tattoo and stuff. I didn't really think it was anything other than a marking. Right. To keep track of who they have and whatnot or who is basically if they left or whatnot. But it's crazy that that was like the, the trigger. trigger. I know. So when when Kim shot her dad, I I was like, what? I the? thought it was another soldier. I thought somebody else had shown exactly. up. Exactly. I thought they were being spied on again. I, maybe Tom came in or, you know, whatever. But it was her, and I realized that's when it clicked. I even wrote, like, trigger, question mark. That was the trigger. That's how they've been setting him off the whole time. So that but, was pretty but Do you remember crazy. back when Jason was like that? He, that wasn't the same thing. It's like they adapted the process. Well, he had already been in a camp for, like, a long, long time, Yeah, but right? he was, like, chemically induced, and he was just in that crazy psycho mode all the time. It wasn't a matter of a number that set him off or anything like that. But it's weird because they showed it at the end that he was trained like that. So right. It, for the preview for next week, Doyle reads his number. And no, he it snaps. was at the end of the episode this week. Oh, was it then? Yeah. I thought that was the preview. You're right. Okay. He snaps into it too. And he, yeah, so, he wants to know what's going on with Neville. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. We'll find out, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> That like waking up with a random tattoo in your eyes like a drunk night or something like that. Dude, what happened, man? I don't know. I have this weird tattoo in my eye. And every time somebody reads the number, I kill people. I'm like, dude, where's my car? Did you see that coming, though, when Kim slit her own throat? No, I totally forgot about that. I That's that's crazy. That just shows you how much crap they were going through in the camp. How brainwashed they actually were. So brainwashed. So do you wait? Do you think she slit her throat? Because she was in that mode or she realized, oh, my God, I just killed my dad. I was snapped into it and I, I don't want to live. Or you think that was part of like an execution? That, I like, feel like that was don't get caught. training. That's training. like spy training. Like for sure, if you are caught and you know there's no way out, you kill yourself so they don't get any information out of you. So that was her killing herself because she ran out of ammunition after she shot her dad. And it was either kill myself or they're going to find out stuff or kill me or whatever. She just did it on her own. That was nuts. I first – thought she was going to fight when she grabbed the knife and she was like getting ready but then i was like no way as he just slit her throat and then the other boy dylan right dylan was just standing there like crap (laughs) i don't know what to do i'm not involved 
We did see he got to get away eventually, which was a nice thing to do. Right. Finally. Even though I think uh, Miles was still really against it when he let him go, but he did the right thing in the eyes of Rachel, and that's really what he's trying to do. Yeah. So that's important. I, let's talk about that scene. Let's Yeah, let's talk about it. So to get to that scene, Tom goes, Tom goes to Ed and is like, look, we both don't like Doyle. Right. Take take command. He's kicking you out of his your own office. Like, let's do this. You, we'll help each other. We'll do this. Yeah, he's like, I know where he's at. Give me some men to go after him, and we'll get him. Yep. So they do. They, they get do. men together and they go after him because Ed is, as we kind of have seen in some of these backstories, kind of has something to prove. I think, especially now that Doyle is in charge and is kind of bossing around and kicking him out of his office and you know treating him like he doesn't he's incompetent basically. So I'm glad that. Ed kind of stood up. Because, again, this was a cool episode for him because it kind of made us feel sorry for him. Right. And it kind of made us want to cheer for him a little right. bit. Right. And that was that was weird because, like I said, I didn't, you know, the whole thing with the oranges and him them just coming into that camp in Texas, whatever. I didn't like him. I don't like him because he's working with the Patriots. But, yeah, you kind of felt sorry for him. So do you see a time ever in the future, if they get Julia back, where Neville, Jason, and Ed join up with... Miles, Rachel, Monroe, Charlie? I don't, you know, honestly, I feel like that could be totally possible because I, because Tom and they go back and forth. They, with their, they like, have history. I mean, if you think back to the very beginning of the series, when there was the Monroe Republic, Neville was his second in command. Yeah. They've had, right. they've had history together for a long time. They were friends at least, or at least comrades in some way. So it's like a love hate relationship. A, there's a respect, if nothing else. I guess. So that thin, thin line. It's a very thin line because, I mean, Neville obviously is going to do what Neville has to do to survive, which we've always seen from the beginning. But at the same time, there is respect for Monroe and Charlie and Rachel and Miles. And so I could I could see that happening. And especially now that Ed's kind of seen the error in the ways or is starting to trust Neville, I could definitely see that happening. Well, so they 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 go. Miles, Rachel, Jean, and Monroe are discussing again the kids, or Dylan still, because he's the only one left, talking about Dylan, and their guys hear something. They're soldiers. They're soldiers, hear something, and they go out to look. Sure enough, it's Ed and Tom and the Patriots. A gaggle of Patriots. Gaggle of Patriots. And finally, a nice action-packed gunfight breaks out. The moment I've been waiting for, for something to happen the entire episode entire episode and people did get killed but nobody important no never of course not i felt like this was a prime opportunity to kill off a character right we were talking about it last week that maybe we thought someone would die and then we had that moment where you're like beefcake (laughs) what did you say oh the beefcake battle (laughs) because jason and connor we saw kinds of little one little one-on-one fights because when the men show up we see uh charlie knocks out jason at first because he doesn't shoot her right i so did you think i thought that was charlie kind of just Push him out of the way so he, he wouldn't get hurt. Well, no, because he was uh, Connor was with them. So if she wouldn't have knocked him out, Connor would have been attacked. So and later we see that that Jason and Connor have a fight. That was the beefcake battle. Right. I know you're sad because you didn't want either of them to die. No, especially you, not Jason. You love them both. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. But we also see Monroe and Neville having a fight up on the balcony, like on the catwalk. People are getting that shot. On the catwalk. That's the, that's what it's called. The area, the lofty area. I just picture them like in heels doing a walk off. There is no walk off. No, not no, in that time. No pants off, dance off either. 
just on the catwalk fighting. He takes his gun. They're slinging arrows. And it's actually, somebody had Charlie in her sights, too, to kill. Yeah. And then someone... Luckily, one of the, the helper guys took him out. Right. So they all escape, though. They all escape, and it's a failed mission. Then we're back in the office with... Doyle. Ed, or was Ed in there? But Doyle yeah. and Tom, and they're just... Doyle's just reaming them. And he, I like what Ed said. He's like, I don't have to have your permission. This is my town. So, I mean, maybe it was not the right thing to say, the situation, but it was still true. And I'm glad he said it, because it almost showed a, a new side of Ed that we haven't seen, because he's standing up for himself, and he's doing things on his own, and he's not just taking orders. How do you think that Tom felt? I think Tom was kind of glad that he said that, because that took all the pressure off Tom. True. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, good. He's the one that's about to get chewed out because of him standing up for himself, finally, and he's going to forget about me. Right. And he was the one that, you know, made that whole mission, Mission Impossible, happen. No, it's cool. I, um, I, I, I like where this is going in the next couple of weeks because there's a lot of things they could potentially do, especially now that they've reintroduced the Nanites. What? I said there's a lot oh, of Oh, the Nanites. That, now that they've reintroduced the Nanites back into the plot line, which they've kind of been away for the last couple of weeks, now that they have, you know, a common enemy based on the Monroe camp going after the, the soldiers in the re-education camp, and also now that Neville and Ed have a common enemy in Doyle, I mean, there's a lot of different subplots that they can get into in detail where a lot of things could get really mixed up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm excited for... Do you know how many episodes are in this season? Way to put me on the spot. I'll take that as a no. I was, <laughs> I'm thinking there's like 18 or 20, and this is like episode 16, so I feel like we're getting pretty close to the end, too, of this season. So I feel like some stuff's going to happen pretty quickly. Well, next week looks pretty action-packed as well. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. There's a bunch of stuff that's going to... Well, I, you know what? Think that we should do then if this is that time of the no. day. You don't think Your AfterBuzz TV predictions. <laughs> it is time for the AfterBuzz TV predictions. So we saw in the trailer uh, Doyle's fight with Neville continues. And also they're still questioning why they fight, which they talked about this week. You know, Monroe asked Miles, you know, what are right. you fighting for? Whether I'm lying to you or not and whether I'm fighting to get my kid in the new Monroe Republic, why are you doing it? Do you want to live out here with your two girls in this country house in the sticks with nothing? Right. That's what I was just going to go into right now. Okay, They kind of had a little little argument. And, That's relevant. And Miles kind of just walks away from the conversation. He doesn't really answer. Why do you? So why do you think he's fighting? You know, I, I think he's always been fighting because Monroe's been fighting. He's always just been with him. And, like, maybe at first it was because he was protecting people, and he's always been protective, but now I don't know if there's a reason why he's fighting still. Yeah, I think I think uh, Monroe kind of touched that when he was like, I know who you are. I've seen who you've been. Like, you're a fighter, so you're kind of—I know you're doing this for me, too, basically what he's implying. And I feel like they are. They're, like, dumb and dumber. They're, like— best friends so I, I agree i think that's exactly why he's still fighting is because he fights with him right it doesn't matter why they're fighting they're just doing it because they're doing it together and i think that's going to be relevant in the next couple of weeks as well because they're going to stay together i think their their friendship bromance. their bromance will continue <laughs> on till the end so and for predictions i'm like I said i want to see more i think there's going to be more with priscilla and the nanites i think that's going to play a huge part in the next couple episodes i surely hope so because that left us just sitting there like 
What? That glowing tree of wonder. And again, I think we're going to see more where Neville is going to team up with um, Ed against Doyle. Potentially, I think, a plot to take him out. I could see that happening. Because if he takes him out, then we're good. But now that he has Jason, it could be... Who knows? Because he re-educated Jason back into his soldier mindset. He snapped him back into it. But we did see in the preview... Where, you know, there's an altercation going on with Tom and Doyle, and he's like, Dad! So, he's not in that... Well, Tom is uneducated in before, so he can do it again. But that took, like, that was days, right? They were, like, camped out, days. Sweating out, beating out. Who was that woman? Oh, it was uh, Doyle's wife. The secretary. Allenford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not, it was Allenford's wife. Allenford's wife, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were out there forever, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen next week? Tell me about your prediction. Hmm. What do I think? I definitely think that, so Doyle's going to try to get Tom, try to use Jason to get Tom, but I think that they're going to, same, they're going to try to take out Doyle. And that was essentially Tom's original plan in the first place, except it was it with failed, Julia. It failed, yeah, with Julia. So I think he might possibly get what he was hoping for. That's been his goal the whole time is to take him out. So, I mean, why not? Make it happen. Make it happen, Captain. Done. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Yeah, I think that's it. You think that's it? I, I think, think that's so. it, too. Revolution, After Buzz TV, After Show. Hey, Francesca. Oh, yes. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Vine, XOXOCESCA. Hey, and as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Thanks for tuning in here, guys, After Buzz TV. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 